and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. Today is our pre-Thanksgiving episode. We're excited to get into our app recommendations for planning out your perfect Thanksgiving day. And also, of course, Black Friday's right afterwards. So we wanted to give you our tech buyer's guide because it's a great time to go buy all these things you've been wanting to get. And we're going to share tips for getting the best Black Friday deals. Yeah, much like a Thanksgiving meal, we've got a wide spread of things we're going to cover today. <laughs> oh, I love nice metaphor, David. Figured it was the perfect time for a cheesy metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> much like Thanksgiving, I'm here for the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have a message from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. This week's episode of the iPhone Life podcast is brought to you by Informant 5. Informant 5 is a calendar app for the iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and Mac, which combines a bunch of productivity functions into one interface. This means that all of your tasks, meetings, contacts, and notes can be found in one place. Personally, I find that Apple's calendar app can be a little confusing to use. Informant 5 has improved on this concept by adding more functionality and making the interface simpler to use. For instance, in the monthly view on Apple's calendar app, sometimes you'll just see a little dot if you have something scheduled. And Format 5 is a little better in this regard because in the monthly view, you can actually see the text of everything you have scheduled in the month. They've got a free trial going on right now. Check it out, try it for yourself. You can look up Informant 5 on the App Store or go to pocketinformant.com to find it. Upgrade your calendar app today with Informant 5. So I also wanted to take a moment to tell you about our tip of the day newsletter. If you go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip, you can sign up to get a one minute tip in your inbox every morning that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone. Uh, we have over 350,000. Mm, no, we're over 400,000. As of 400, this month, 000. we are over 400,000 tip of the day subscribers. <laughs> so 400,000 other people are getting the daily tip and loving it and learning all about their iPhone with just over their morning coffee or just whenever there's a spare moment. And you should join by going to iphonelife.com slash daily tip. And of course, it's completely free. I have a tip today that I think is sort of relevant because we are in the buying time of year. People are buying yes. their Christmas gifts. By the way, I'm feeling very behind on that. Friends. <laughs> well, uh, good news. I have a lot of tips for you today. <laughs> I know. I actually saw some of your notes and was like, ooh, I'm excited to get into this. Because I've sort of been waiting for Black Friday to do all my Same. Christmas shopping. Uh, anyways, though, this tip is a good one. It's how to track a shipment using live text. So live text, for those of you who don't know, is a feature that Apple recently added that uh, scans your photos and will be able to transcribe the words on them. And then some of them will become like action buttons that let you go do different things. And this is one of those examples. So if you hold up your camera or you go to a photo you've taken, it can either be like through your camera viewfinder or in an already taken photo and you hold it up to a, a um, tracking number, you can tap that or, well, let me go through the steps actually, because it's a little different depending on which method you're using. We'll talk about uh, from a taken photo as your example. So if you have a photo that has a tracking number in it, and this can be a screenshot, would be the most likely scenario for this, then you tap the live text button in the lower right corner of that screenshot, and that's that little, it's a little gray circle that has like lines of text. 
So from there, it's going to highlight everything, including the tracking number. And if you tap on the tracking number, there'll be a little button that pops up that says track shipment. And so from there, you can just tap track shipment and it'll, it'll um, pull up from whatever it is, if it's UPS, FedEx, whatever. So this is cool. I mean, you can always use this, this um, option to just go and highlight the text and then you can copy and paste it into, you know, UPS go to like online and track the shipment that way. But this is just taking out an extra step, which is really cool. Yeah, no, I love live text. It's one of those things that it took a while to grow on me because you kind of have to discover the use cases. But this is a yeah. perfect use case of uh, when you have something physical that you want to, especially something that's like a long string of text that you want to make digital, live text is perfect. Another good example, I'm a little early. I'll probably bring this up again for the Christmas episode. Uh, but... If you have, if you get a gift card and you get one of those long strings of code, that's a physical gift card and you want to enter it in digitally, live text is perfect for that. Oh yeah. Cause that, that's like, can be a really annoying thing it's to redeem. It's really actually. annoying. Anybody who has children or grandchildren knows you get these like Fortnite gift codes that are like 20 characters and you're sitting there and if you mistype any one of them, you have to start all over. So this is a really good solution that I have found. <laughs> yeah. Live text is awesome. Check it out if you haven't already. And keep track of those shipments. Cause I, what about, do you obsessively check like tracking shipments when you have something coming? Oh, I d definitely do. I actually, uh, the, I added an app for this, but I'll bring it up now. Uh -huh. um, Shop app. I've talked about it before. Yeah. It's an app by uh, Shopify. But what it does is if this is for, uh, if you're tracking something that already was digital. So what it does is it scans your email, if you have Gmail, for tracking codes and then imports them automatically and then tells you when they're going to arrive. So I love it because it's all in one place. It's curated. Uh, it also, you can sync it with your Amazon account as well. So it tells you when all your Amazon packages are arriving, anybody that uses Shopify or that sends you a receipt and you're using Gmail. So... That's my way of doing it. But yeah, I definitely get obsessed if there's something I'm really excited about arriving and then sit there and watch it like travel across the country. Yeah. Shop is shop is great, but I have found it's not completely perfect. Like sometimes uh, certain accounts of mine will disconnect and mm -hmm. then I'm like not getting the updates. So it's nice to have this as a backup method, but that I, is an awesome app. I agree. And it's actually weirdly, I feel like gotten worse. Have yeah, you noticed this? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's it not has. just me. Cause I still recommend it. It's still like the one worth using, but it used to be like great. Perfect. And, yeah. And now not only do they not import everything perfectly, they also, I found have made it way harder to find the tracking part. They're trying to always sell me stuff to the point where they're like hiding when my package is arriving, which is yeah. the whole point I'm using the app. Yeah. Exactly. Right, I'm but, yeah, we, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we digress. <laughs> All right. Next up, I want to tell you about our premium subscription. It's called iPhone Life Insider. We actually have an amazing deal going right on right now in honor of Black Friday. We're offering a lifetime membership. Um, it's $2.99 for lifetime access to this premium educational service or if you're a senior service personnel or veteran, it is $1.99. So we're offering a really amazing deal. Um, for all of our seniors, we have, um, it's, it's the less than the cost of two years of an insider subscription to get this lifetime offer. And we only offer this once a year on black Friday for one week. And like Donna mm -hmm. said, less than the cost of a two year subscription for lifetime access to our subscription. We have people who've been on this since 2015. There's never any extra cost, no hidden fees. So it's really the best deal we offer. So if you've been thinking about it, now's the time. Yeah. So go to iphonelife.com slash lifetime offer 
And let me tell you a little bit about what Insider has to offer. Insider um, is our destination for all things Apple devices. We give you information for your Mac, Apple Watch, iPad, iPhone, AirPods, etc. So when you sign up, you get live course access, unlimited access to four courses a year, which have eight sessions each where you can tune in live with your instructors, or you can watch on demand later once the session's been recorded. We also have ask an expert. So whenever you're having those sticky tech problems that you're having uh, trouble resolving yourself, you have access to our team of experts. So you can just send in your message and get a guaranteed response and get that one-on-one attention to make sure your issue is resolved. We also have premium guides. So we have a ton of videos and a downloadable PDF that goes along with it. So everything from iOS 16 to Mac OS Ventura to iPhone photography are all topics that we cover in our guides. And you also get a video version of our daily tip. So each morning you can, in one minute, learn something cool on your iPhone and follow along the video that we have. So it just makes it extra easy to learn effortlessly. And then we also have a digital subscription to iPhone Life Magazine. We've been around since the iPhone came out basically. And so there's a ton of back issues with all of our app and gear recommendations, our um, life and tech pieces, and basically just uh, over 30 back issues of iPhone Life Magazine. So all of that you get when you become an insider and an ad-free version of this podcast, of course, with bonus content from me and David. Yes. So iphonelife.com slash lifetime offer. This is the one time a year that we do this, like David said. So as once you sign up, you forever get access to all of our content and we're always coming out with new stuff too. Okay. (laughs) So one of our insiders wrote in recently, uh, with our ask an expert service and they had an issue that we wanted to tell you about. Um, a lot of times we, we don't in the podcast talk about actual hardware problems that you're having with your Apple devices, but this is something that comes up. So I thought it was worth sharing this one. We had an insider write in saying, I can't activate the workout app on my Apple watch by pressing the crown. The workaround they found was clever. I can activate it by having Siri do it but it seems that my crown isn't working for anything. I forced the reboot by holding both side buttons down, but that doesn't solve the problem. So we wrote back and we have uh, an article on our website that actually has five different troubleshooting tips for this exact issue. So um, I'll reference what we had there. Have you ever had issue, like hardware issues with your Apple Watch? I was just trying to decide that. I don't know that I have. I haven't had this exact problem, but I have, um, I have had where my Apple watch is getting buggy and I like forgot how to reboot. Like there, I feel like the Apple watch is, uh, kind of like hard to figure out how to turn off and on. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I mean, they, funnily enough, even though we're helping this person, they baked in a really nice tip, which is how to hard restart your Apple watch by yeah. pressing the crown and the activate button at the same time. Yeah. So we had tips for this person, um, First of all, it's important to keep your Apple Watch software up to date with your iPhone software. And that's also something that I forget to do sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you get the rollout of the iPhone software, but then you have to make sure to go into the watch app on your iPhone to do the same for your Apple Watch, which is just, you know, steps. So if things are acting weird, it's good to check that out and make sure that both your iPhone and your Apple Watch are up to date uh, with the software. Then you can restart both of your devices 
cleaning your Apple Watch is another I was just thing. Say and that's, that's something a, I also forget to do. But that's a really good one. Like a lot of times, I know it sounds obvious, but that's where it goes wrong. I ha haven't had this problem, but a problem that I've had in the past is my, and this is a very common problem, my phone will stop charging when I pl plug it in. And like nine times out of 10, it's lint in the charging dock. And so if you just take a little Q-tip or you take, actually Q-tip probably gets fuzzy. So take a paper clip and get in there and clean it out, it works. And so I would, I would start with that as well for the Apple Watch. It, it might literally just be some dirt and dust in there that are making it not active. Yes, so that's good. If you if you have a Q-tip or a, a paper clip, you also wanna be like a little gentle with Yeah, you it definitely too. wanna be gentle. But it, I haven't had any issues with it hurting anything in there. I haven't, but what I will say is this last step here, contacting Apple, you know, with hardware in particular, with software, I think your first step is always talk to us, uh, look online, because software problems are pretty uh, easy to solve with third party experts like us. With hardware, there's a time and place just to take your phone to the Apple Store or your watch to the Apple Store. So for, as an example, with my Lint problem, I did this, most of the time I was able to solve it, but one time, I did it, I took the paperclip, it still wouldn't charge, I brought it in, and it was crazy. They literally have a tool in the Apple store that has a camera at the tip, and mm -hmm. so you can stick it in the, the port and look around, and he was able to find the lint and pull it out that I had spent months <laughs> trying to do, so. You don't have one of those sitting around at your house? I like do little... not. <laughs> so there's a time and place for an Apple store. Uh, and I think hardware solutions that you have trouble, you've researched, talked to us, then definitely the Apple store is the way to go. So we'll link to this article in the show notes. Uh, if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, we have show notes for all of our podcasts there. So I'll, I'll link to the article that goes through all these five steps because I'm not going to like get into the details of how to do each thing. Before contacting Apple, we have a step like unpairing your watch from your iPhone and repairing it again is another step. Um, and we'll explain how to do that there. And that's what I would do. I agree. Yeah. That, that often solves it if you just reset it. So, um, so those are all things that you can do if you're having any, any issues. Um, and this whole thing is making me want to start wearing my Apple watch again. I feel like I've kind of like fell off, fallen off the bandwagon oh, again. Man. I keep on coming in and out with that. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and move on to our Thanksgiving apps. Yes. Um, I see you have a, a bunch listed here. Do you want to get I have started? a bunch and I sort of divided them up. Like <laughs> I was, I know I was being cheesy, but I was also being serious that I have a very random selection of things. Because there's a lot to cover for Thanksgiving. It's not just cooking. But let's start with cooking. Uh, do you have any cooking apps that you particularly enjoy? So the one that I've been really obsessed with lately, and I think I maybe mentioned it on the podcast already, but that's Molly Baz. It's not an app, but it's an online membership that if you, you pay five bucks a month and you get all of her exclusive recipes and are sort of like part of this club. She is a chef um, for Bon Appetit. And then has like started, she has her own cookbooks. Cool. Her, like every recipe I've made of hers has been amazing. Nice. Amazing. And it's like not that hard, uh, but still gourmet. And she has a whole, like I'm doing a Molly Baz Thanksgiving. Oh, fun. So um, a Molly Baz Friendsgiving actually. <laughs> um, so we're, we're all like pulling out recipes of hers. She has like a salted pumpkin pie and these like green beans with pistachios and lemon that are incredible. Cool. And she has a YouTube channel so you can like follow along with recipes there. Or if you get this premium subscription, you get access to every, all of her recipes. 
Um, and I did the little tip trick where you create an app icon for the website. So I have that like in my dock on my iPad at home. So I have my cooking, uh, all of like my, my cooking kitchen iPad all ready to go to follow her recipes. That's a good one. Yeah. My, I'm going to link to that here. Molly Baz is amazing. It's not exactly an app recommendation, but if you want to like impress all of your friends and family and not still strain that hard with cooking, I think she's a really good choice. I've definitely gotten in part of why I'm asking is and why I have a few here. It's I've definitely gotten into finding recipe apps as well, just because so much to me, that's so much of the tr- problem is coming up with a good idea of what to make. Yeah. And like feeling confident that it's going to be good. I know. And recipe apps just make all the difference. So the ones I've been using New York Times cooking, I love. It requires an extra subscription, which is annoying. I know. Uh, but they really good. Have yeah. you used it? New York Times is gonna would be my second pick. On like right now, I'm on a Molly Baz kick, but um, New York Times, I feel like in general, it's just like such a solid choice for recipes. Like they always have really really good stuff. Kind of same same kind of idea. Like a lot of times, there's ones that are not that hard. Yeah. But they're you know, vetted by great chefs. Exactly. And so, and they have a nice app as well. Cause we are, you know, an iPhone company. They have a great app where you can save the recipes you like, add them to a cookbook. So you have, you like over like the year can be curating different recipes that you like and enjoy. Another one that I particularly enjoy is America's test kitchen. Have you tried this one? Uh, no, I, I think this is one that, uh, Sarah is obsessed with. This right? one I've been a little intimidated by, honestly, because Sarah's really into America's test kitchen, but it seems almost like too technical to me and that they're like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, things have seemed hard. Is that, am I, uh, I am a casual consumer of their content, whereas partly I do because Sarah's obsessed with it. Um, but what I like about it is that a lot of times it's less, I mean, they do have good recipes, but it's less about fancy recipes and they, the, the test part of the test kitchen is true. Like they research a lot of things. So they have a lot of articles of like the best way to make mashed potatoes. And you know, they'll give you a bunch of tips of, for example, you're supposed to add the dairy first before the water and something about the way it interacts with the starch is better. Um, so they test these little things and give you a bunch of tips. They'll also do a lot of, for just day to day cooking, like tests of, the best canned tomato sauce and they'll test every single one and tell you which one's the best. So I like them as well. A, a third one, which I haven't tried, but I saw was recommended a lot online. So I'm curious if y'all have tried it. Tasty. Have you tried Tasty? It's by Buzzfeed. Tasty. I have tried. Yeah. Okay. They have like videos for each step, which is really nice. Cool. So for visual learners, it's good. Yeah. People are really into them. So those we're starting with cooking. Those are my cooking recommendations. And then a couple uh, for football. I recommended this last week, but it's Thanksgiving and it's football time. So I have two recommendations for streaming. If you have not yet gotten a streaming service and you're like, it's Thanksgiving, I got to watch football. YouTube TV is my favorite. Uh, It's a really nice user interface, like really nice. It's intuitive in a way that none of the other ones seem to be. The streaming quality always seems particularly high to me. I haven't tested it. I've tested a bunch of them. I don't know if they do something different, but it just always seems like higher quality streaming. And the third thing is they have locals. So if you want local channels, your local ABC, local NBC, those are often hard to get in a cord cutting subscription and YouTube offers these. Uh, And so I recommend that it's not cheap. It's like $70 $70 a month or something like that, but you don't have to do an annual commitment like you do if you're doing satellites. So you can just sign up for the month, a couple months, the Super Bowl, something like that. The cheaper option, which is much less 
user-friendly and I don't believe offers locals, but I'd have to double check, is Sling, and you can sometimes get that for like $35. And it's good enough. If you don't care about locals, it's good enough. Um, okay, I've got a few random ones. How about you, though? I see some of yours, so I'll let you do a couple. Yeah, so with iOS 16, SharePlay has now... Um, fully rolled out you can use it on your you can use it through the messages app and you can also use it just straight through facetime and SharePlay lets you um watch content remotely with people so you can watch a movie or you can listen to an album together and you can either chat about it in the messages app or pull up a facetime and like still have like your little you know selfie cameras on while viewing the media together and so i think some people are still like you know so some people are still celebrating remotely and yes. are not together in the same place. Um, you know, a lot of that hopefully is behind us, but not entirely. And so I think it, it was nice to give some tips for those of you who might be separated from your friends and family, but you still want to feel festive together. So if you want to watch a holiday movie or, you know, sports, you could use it too. Um, share play is really great. The way that you, that it works basically is you have to have a subscription to whatever, content that you're viewing and both people have to have it. So that's a, a limitation on it that I think some people might be bummed by, but it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then once, if you both have that, all you have to do is like go and start, um, start playing whatever content it is that you want to watch, then go back to the messages app and you'll have the option to, to share play. Um, have you used that at all? I've used it, but only really just to test things. Uh, and it, it works well, but I haven't found that I've started using it in my like everyday life. I'm, we talked about this, I think, but I'm notoriously bad about staying in touch with people who are remote anyway. Yeah. And so I'm not, if I do, I'm usually just talking to them on the phone and I'm not like playing a game with them or watching a movie, but it works well. I, it's a cool offering for people who want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Have same. You? I've only tested it through work. Um, I have used Amazon's watch parties before when I actually had COVID. Yeah. So for me, it's like really, unless I'm like actually stuck at home, I'm not going to do it. Cause otherwise I will just see people in person yeah. since I live in the same town as my family. But I think for, you know, a lot of, a lot of people not in that situation, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and then like the other tips I just wanted to share were if you're coordinating with friends and family, your iPhone's an amazing tool for that. I've been using the notes app to like make a, a list of invites for our friends giving. Um, and you can collaborate on that and have everyone who's coming, come in and leave notes and then also figuring out who's bringing what. Yeah. So the notes app, I mean, I'm obsessed with the notes app. I use yeah. it all the time. I prefer it for making lists over the reminders app. So I'll usually use that. And it's nice. Now you can easily share, share it with other people and collaborate on it with iOS 16. There's been a few new features with that, where it's easier to see the most recent edits and what people actually like who made changes to it. It's definitely not on the level of a Google doc, but for something like this, having a Google doc to organize, it feels like you're taking it a little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this so makes funny. sense. Uh, and then lastly, I think it's nice to come up with a playlist for your Thanksgiving together. Yes. And you like Spotify is my favorite music streaming service, but you can use Apple music also. Um, and then you can collaborate on playlists and each add music to it. And that way, Everyone will be happy. Those are fun. The yeah. collaborative playlists are fun. Yeah. Okay. I've just got a few more for Thanksgiving. Then we'll move on to Black Friday. Uh, and these are sort of our universal ones that we bring up every year. But I really recommend having a tripod. 
every Thanksgiving, you try to do that group photo and you're trying to like balance it on something at a weird angle and the photo never turns out good. Tripods for iPhones are not very expensive. Uh, the one that we recommend, and it tends to be very highly recommended online, it's, I don't know if it's Joby or Joby? Joby, Joby I think, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, when I looked just today, it was like $20. Um, so I really recommend bringing that. Everyone in your family will appreciate it uh, for group photos. And then another reminder as a tip, speaking of Apple Watch, this is one of my favorite Apple Watch features that when you're doing a group photo, you can pull up the camera app on your Apple Watch so that you can be in the photo, but you can see that it's framed and push the uh, take the photo button from your Apple Watch. And it's so much easier than the classic, like you push the button and then you go running and try to jump in the photo. It really is so nice. Um, so if you have an Apple Watch, oh, just a reminder, because sometimes I forget, a lot of people forget, it's a really nice feature. This is one of those features, similarly to controlling like the volume and songs of a playlist, that makes you feel really cool having like you have a watch. superpower yeah because yeah. you can just kind of casually be adjusting the music or snapping photos and without without any effort and i feel like people are usually like what what's happening totally but <laughs> these two tips combined like you're going to be the everyone's favorite for thanksgiving if you come with a tripod and you take the photo with your apple watch it's going to make it so what is usually the most painful part getting all the kids to sit there and smile and get it framed is so much easier if you do, do those two things. Bonus tip on that is enable live photos. Yes. Really good tip. Because a live photo captures three seconds. So if you're having a group photo, you really want that because you're way more likely to have somewhere in that three seconds where everyone's eyes are open and no one's making a weird face. And so when you edit it, you can scrub through those three seconds and choose the frame that you want to save. One other friendly reminder, cinematic mode exists. I've started using it. Really? Yeah. I still have not. I'm ashamed to say. I, I mean, I, this is a recent thing of like, wait, it's fun. So like when you're recording videos, I've started using cinematic mode. Uh, just to back up, cinematic mode is portrait mode for videos. Uh, and if you have a recent iPhone, you can use it. And I found it works. I've actually, one little tip, I've been using it if I'm recording a video of food. Like if I have a mm. Thanksgiving, this will make me think of it. If you have a spread of food in Thanksgiving, you go in cinematic mode and you slowly pan across for those people who like to share their food on social media like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is David tip. I know how to take the perfect social media video of your food, but it is cool. <laughs> and also, of course, you can do it with your family and friends who are there at Thanksgiving. And it just looks professional. It really is nicer, in my opinion, when I remember to use it. Um, this is another one. It's a very small one and kind of silly, but I think it's fun, which is if you have an Apple TV, you can go on YouTube and look up 4K fireplaces and then you can have a fire, it turns your TV into a fireplace and it's a little cheesy, but actually I, I find it's actually charming and nice. What do you think? I love it. It yeah. make, even makes like a little crackling noise. Yeah. It actually legitimately feels really cozy. You wouldn't think that it would create that <laughs> atmosphere just because it's not actually giving off any heat or it's, and it's not a real fire, but I, I'm in the camp of not thinking it's cheesy. It, uh, I, and I am usually the cheesy police Donna, around ha, iPhone life. Literally, we call Donna the cheesy police, as you can tell by her rolling my her eyes and my Thanksgiving joke earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, I visibly roll them? <laughs> I, yeah, your tone rolled them. I actually don't remember the visual, but I know Sorry, you David. well enough <laughs> to know that I was on probation. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I agree. It, like, it actually tricks your brain a little bit, in my opinion. Like, I yeah, always think that if I walk closer to the TV, I'm going to get warmer <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I love that. That's what I have for my Thanksgiving tips. I feel like that's a pretty good roundup. It's a great roundup. I love, I think this is a great idea, David. It's getting me more excited for, for Thanksgiving. The one thing I want to ask though is do you have any tips for going and grocery shopping and like keeping track of everything that you need? Cause I'm stressing out about that. I mean, I, I almost contradicted you when you were saying you like notes over reminders. Cause I love reminders, really, especially for this exact purpose, a joint grocery list. But you could use the notes app for that too. You could. Yeah. It's really. It's kind of the same. What, yeah. It, it's just a pre- personal preference thing, but I like yeah. the reminders app for that. Um, I don't have yeah. any like miracle suggestions other than I use the reminders app and I have a list for groceries and with the reminders app, I don't know if you can do this on notes, but with the reminders app, you can use Siri too. So you can be like anytime during the day, you can go, Hey Siri, add milk to my grocery list and it'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason I'm, I'm stressing about it is cause I'm, I'm using recipes from different sources. Cause otherwise I would just use Molly Baz's website to track my recipes or the New York times has a really nice section that will give you a shopping list. Mm -hmm. But if you're using other recipes besides just the New York times, it's just nice to have it all in one place and you can check it off when you get to the store. So I think you're right. Either use the reminders app or the notes app to collect your ingredient list and like be ready to go when you get there. Cause the grocery store kind of becomes a zoo yeah. right before Thanksgiving. And you always think you're going to remember. And then you walk in and as soon as you step, step foot in the store, your mind goes blank. Yeah. And I hate aimlessly wandering the grocery store. I need, I want to get in and get out. Uh, this is a small tip, but you can do nested lists. So you can, for example, if you're cooking three dishes, oh. you can have... You can have like your corn dish and then you can have all the ingredients nested underneath and it can help you organize it that way. I got to do that. Yeah. And the other, I mean, this is, we're getting a little bit in the weeds, but this is my psychology. When I go into the store, I imagine myself cooking the meal and then I go through every step of cooking the meal in my head. And then I literally half the time remember an ingredient that I would have forgotten. You imagine yourself cooking the meal. That's so cute. I would not, not maybe I need to, to pick, uh, start like if that. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm making a cauliflower dish and I'm like, I'm going to take the cauliflower, then I'm going to add the cheese. And I'm like, if I go through the steps in my head, I'll remember the ingredients. Oh, but yeah, I think we're, we're, we're well beyond tech <laughs> advice here. So let's bring back to iPhones. Um, it's just a fascinating look into the way David's brain works. <laughs> it's a weird place in here, guys. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, I would love to hear from y'all. Obviously we will We'll have to read them out after Thanksgiving. So, but I think it's still fun to hear about your Thanksgiving traditions and how you're using tech to improve them. And it'll be useful for us because we'll, we're going to have to do this again in a couple months for the next holiday. So, yeah. uh, I, if you send us an email, let us know what tech tips you have for Thanksgiving. Uh, and let's move on to Black I, Friday. It's at podcast at iPhoneLife.com. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Black Friday shopping. Yay. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any are you have any specific things you're going after for Black Friday? So I do. I want to get a Roomba. That's a I'm just pulling up. I started a list, which I saw was one of your, yes. your tips for people. So while I'm getting this sorted out, tell me what you're getting for Black Friday. Well, I similarly got I made a list. Um, so I have a long list of things. I just moved into a new house. I need a bunch of furniture and I've been waiting for a long time and I have them all like all picked out and I'm like watching the prices to see when they go down. Um, but let me start with my first tip, which is a really, I mean, the first tip is make a list. So plan ahead because there's often a lot of things that you could use that you may not think about. Uh, and so thinking ahead, both Christmas gifts, 
another thing is essentials. I think a lot of people don't think about it, but laundry detergent, toilet paper. Uh, oh, I wouldn't think of that. Yeah, these things go on sale. Uh, I got for Amazon Prime Day, I got laundry detergent for like half off and you can just kind of load up. So thinking through essentials, things you need regularly, as well as gifts and things that you need to buy, especially tech items tend to go on sale a lot. So if you have a tech item, now's the time. Um, so uh, And for me, this is so funny. I don't think I've talked about this on the show. After all of our podcast uh, on the podcast, all the times we talked about an iPad and giving Donna advice, I went home and looked at my iPad and realized it was a couple years older than I thought, which is why it's been kind of buggy. So I'm going to buy an iPad for Black Friday. You are? I've been waiting. Yes. So I, Apple itself doesn't usually do uh, Black Friday deals, but like retailers that sell iPads will. Yeah. So let's obviously we are an Apple <laughs> podcast first and foremost. So let's yeah. talk about that. Apple often does do deals. They're just not very aggressive deals. Yeah. So I've been waiting to see what they're going to offer. A lot of times it's like buy an iPad and you get a $100 gift card or you'll get money, you'll get a coupon towards AirPods or something like that. So definitely check Apple's website, but third parties often have aggressive deals. I just saw today the new iPad M2 uh, 12.9 inch, is that what it is? 12.9 inch? Yeah. I uh, so. It's $200 off on Amazon today. Oh, amazing. But it's only 128 gig, which in my opinion, I don't know. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but don't expect great deals. You can expect a little bit. If you have an Apple product that you've been wanting now is the time, but Apple just never has aggressive deals. Even third parties will have sometimes better deals, but usually not amazing. I think like if you're in the market for an iPhone, it's good to look at retailers like Best Buy and then also the uh, carriers, of course. Um, because I, I've been reading that the iPhone 14, they're going to be steeper discounts on, Oh, cool! which makes sense for me. The iPad, I still haven't made the actual purchase on that yet. The iPad pro that I want. So I'm going to look out for black Friday deals on that. Also, I would love to get the new Apple watch too. So I'm going to keep an eye out for deals on that as well. Okay. You're getting the new Apple watch. I want to, I might wait till next year to get it. The iPad's higher on my list, but depending on the black Friday deals, we'll see. Uh, one tip that is not exactly Black Friday related, but I'm, it's occurring to me that like I've realized recently that a lot of people don't know that Apple has an educational website. And if you are a teacher, if you're a student, you can get, I believe it's 10% off all Apple products always. Uh, which is really awesome. Which is really yeah. nice and people don't know about it. So if you go to Apple's website, you scroll down to the bottom, there's a little section for educational discounts. Um, Another tip we like to give in general when Apple has announcements or other times like this, when there's going to be high traffic to the Apple site is usually using the app works better. Yeah. So if you use the Apple store app on your iPhone or iPad to go in and order things, a lot of times we've noticed that the shipping dates are earlier than when you go online. And also it's like less likely to crash or be buggy, which a lot of times the Apple website will be when a ton of people are going there. Also check, uh, Apple has trade in. If you're doing it through Apple, there's a good reason to do it through Apple, potentially other in the, instead of third parties, Apple has trade in offers for not just your iPhone. So for example, my iPad, which is three or four years old at this point, I think they're going to give me $250 for it, which is worth it. It's yeah. that really helps. Um, so make sure you check where the trade in is for your current device. If you are, if you have an older device that you're trying to upgrade on. Um, and another tip, tip, one tip that is maybe really obvious, but I don't know if everybody does this just, I always start on black Friday 
by Googling. Uh, and obviously I'll start in particular, what I'm talking about is the roundups so that you don't have to go to Best Buy and BH Photo and each website individually, go look at the roundups on Google. So for example, if you're in the market for an iPad, just start by Googling Best Black Friday Deal iPad. And you'll see a bunch of reputable websites with roundups of the best deals. Browse a few of them because not everyone has every single deal. Um, is that a really obvious tip? Do you always start there? No, I think that's a good one. And I'm, I'm going to link also to our own buyer's guide. This is not a Black Friday specific roundups that we've done, but we do have a ton of roundups of you know best cases, he headphones, speakers, smart home products, all that stuff. And like things like that that are out on different tech sites now are good places to look for the best products because like everyone's doing Black Friday deals. Yeah. And so then you can go from there, find the coolest products, get some ideas of things you might want to buy, and then check out what Black Friday deals they have too. Yeah. So I, what I like to do is sort of take a two-prong approach. One is come up with a list ahead of time of so all the things I know I want to buy. Like this yeah. year I want to buy an iPad. And then when I go to Google, I do best Black Friday deal iPad. So probably you want to check out these buyer's guides ideally ahead of yeah. Black Friday. Also, just a reminder, Black Friday these days starts... I mean, it started. You can tell we just had our Black Friday offer. Yeah. It starts now and ends through Cyber Week. So you don't need to feel all the pressure. A lot of stores try to kind of trick you into feeling the pressure by saying it's going to expire on Friday. And then you ha usually the deal will still be available. Um, that being said, the really, really in demand deals, especially like the doorbuster deals, do sell out. So if you're the type of person that wants to wake up at 5 a.m. on uh, Friday, then or, then you need to get out ahead of it. I have read personally that the sort of doorbuster deals, the actually waking up standing line and Best Buy deals are not what they used to be. And nine times out of 10, you're better off just shopping online for what it's worth. I can't validate that, but that's what I've read. Um, okay. So well, like I said, two-prong approach. One is targeting the things you know you want. The other is you don't know what's on sale and there might be something that you didn't realize you needed, but it's on sale and it's a good deal. So then I'll do the same thing on Google. I'll just do best Black Friday deals. Or it, for me, like for example, I need furniture. I might do best Black Friday furniture deals or tech deals. Um, and then just see what's out there and see if there's something that's a particularly good deal that you didn't know that you needed. Um, I've got a couple others, but do you, any, anything else you want to add so far? Well, I did just want to mention some, I mean, I brought up our buyer's guides, but I wanted to like point out a few products that I think, yeah, think are go good ahead. to check out that like a lot of times are just annoyingly expensive. So it's nice to use black Friday as an opportunity to get a better deal on and, things and smart home things such as Roomba. Roombas are always on sale this time of year. Yes. And Roombas are like life changing They're in my amazing. opinion. So yeah. you want to get that, um, our spec case, spec cases, we've talked about a lot on, on the podcast. Um, the spec Presidio cases, I think, are really nice because they're MagSafe compatible. So check out what they have for Black Friday. I think headphones is another one, a pricey item. And it's nice to get high quality ones that, mm -hmm. you know, have noise cancellation and all of that. So in our roundup, we have some from Jabra. I really like my Sony ones. I was just going to say, and Sony just came out with a new version of their headphone that's an upgrade. It's, I believe it's called the S1 maybe, but- uh, this, Are you talking about over-ear? Yeah, I okay, love their Sony over-ear noise-canceling headphones. And in my opinion, everybody, if you travel at all, you need a good pair of over-ear noise-canceling headphones. And Sony is my favorite. Bose is also excellent. I have some of their true wireless earbuds. I okay. really, really like them also. Cool. Um, so that's good. Good to check out. Ultimate Ears has great headphones and just Bluetooth speakers that are waterproof. So I would check that out as well. 
Um, I did the smart home roundup and I agree. Roomba is great. Ecobee is a mm -hmm. great thermostat. I also think that would make a really good gift. Ecobees are amazing. If you have an iPhone, a Roomba would make a really good gift. I mean, these are expensive gifts. They'd be for someone you, yeah. you are splurging on, but I think that they're, they're great options. But expensive tech is, this is the time to do it. Yeah. So if you do want this, if you were planning on making these purchases, they're often on sale and you can save a lot in particular TVs. Go on sale a lot right now for Black Friday. Uh, my favorite, I've talked about this a number of times on the podcast. I am obsessed with the LG OLED TVs. Uh, and so they go on sale this time of year uh, and they're very, really high quality for really affordable. I don't think you need the, the current model just as a side point. So I often will go and uh, I just bought one last year and I bought one that was like two, three years old. I always buy an Apple TV with it. So... I don't feel the need like the recent models. Typically, the only difference is like a newer uh, operating system, which I don't really care about. Uh, so TVs are great. I really love OLED. I really love LG. Again, if you're looking at the different models and comparing, contrasting, do a quick Google search. That's how I did it to see what's the difference between the LG C1 versus the G1. And does it matter? Um, so and also soundbars if you have if you're buying a new tv you may want to consider soundbar because modern tvs are so thin that they don't have good sound quality so you can often need a soundbar with it soundbar that's awesome is the sonos one okay sonos i think is also like you definitely want to check out if they have black friday deals because that's an expensive expensive speakers but they're amazing like i yeah. have one in almost every room right now and feel very spoiled yeah i love the sonos uh and then also if you want sort of high quality but on the cheaper end vizio is one that i'll often go with it's the cheapest version of a acceptable sound quality in my opinion the other thing I'm keeping an eye out for Black Friday deals is Audio-Technica and Sony for their record players. Yeah. I want to get a record player, I think, for my boyfriend for Christmas, and I think, I'm think i sure there'll be some deal on that. I, I've actually been eyeing the same thing. Really? Yeah, <laughs> for myself for Christmas. <laughs> um, and then, okay, a couple other things here. Oh, this is a really good one. Um, I recommend using the Honey app extension. It's a really cool service. Actually, it was just purchased by PayPal. But how it works is it, I use it for two things around this time of year. Number one, uh, so let me back up. It's an app extension, so you put it on your browser. I think you can, can you do app extensions on mobile browser now? Um, I think so, yes, you can. Okay, yeah. I haven't actually ventured into that. I typically do this. I tend to do most of my shopping on uh, my computer. I also, just a side note, this is a great time to use Safari and use the grouped tabs. So that as you're researching these things, you can have like your home Black Friday shopping and have those tabs saved versus like speakers or however you want to do it. Uh, but it's an extension you load on Safari and it does two things this time of year that are really great. Number one, when you go to purchase, it loads all of the uh, coupon codes. So sometimes there may be a coupon code that you didn't know about is actually an even better deal than the one you saw and it will know that. So it's a good use for that if you're on a website. Also, on Amazon, it tells you the history, the pricing history, because one of the things that happens a lot this time of year is co companies will pretend something's on sale. So they'll be like 30% off, and really all they did was they always have it 30% off, or, or they, like they jack their price they raise the then... price so that they can say it's 30% off. And if you look at the pricing history, you can see what actually is a really good deal relative to what something normally sells for versus what just is your, a trick. Um, so I really like doing that. A lot of times 
I end up feeling pressured to buy something because I think it's a really good deal, I'll look at the pricing history and realize I don't need to buy it right now. It's not actually on sale and I can wait and decide if I want to buy it later. Um, you're going to laugh at me for this recommendation, but you also like, I want to look for another drone for my dad. <laughs> I have a history. I, whenever we go to the consumer electronics show, I'm always so excited to go see the drone shows yeah, and David has found year. it very entertaining. Um, I also think that, um, VR headsets. So if you have anyone in your life or you are one of these people who's a total tech geek and you want to get them something cool for, for the holidays, I think DJI is a good company to check out. And then when it comes to VR headsets, actually, you tell me what is the best. I mean, that's everybody has their opinions. I really love the Oculus quest. Uh, my stepson has one and it's really fun. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, that's, you know, if you're, if you're doing it for gaming, if you need it for work or something, then it's, I don't know. I don't think VR is quite there yet, to be honest. So Oculus Quest is my recommendation for that. It's a Quest 2, actually. Um, and then the last thing I'll have here. Okay, two other things. Number one, make sure you're reading reviews. Um, I have, I think we've all done this, but like gotten really excited about a deal and bought it without actually stopping to check if it's a good product. Okay, so when we're talking about reviews, though, um, some websites have now like promoted or I can't remember some of the words for it, but they have promoted reviews or different things like words that basically imply that the people are being paid to say nice things about the product. Amazon, I don't think does that. Um, have, have you found Amazon reviews to be pretty reliable? I find trustworthy. Them, uh, no, <laughs> any crowdsourced reviews are not particularly reliable in my opinion. But what I have found is helpful if I and don't look at the aggregate number, cause the aggregate number is almost always like four and a half stars, but I go read the actual reviews and the most recent reviews, it can get really clear really quickly. Like there's a lot of products I'll look at on Amazon where it'll say four and a half stars. And then you go read and there's like the first five reviews are one star don't buy um so actually scrolling through the raw like reviews and seeing the most recent ones i find helpful but also the expert reviews is often what i'll do i'll go outside of amazon and i'll google you know best i'll google the roomba model and see what like scene it has to say about or like it. tom's guide or tom's something. guide uh if it's an iphone related product like a uh, case or something like that then definitely come to us we'll have some our buyer's guide um, or I'll do the reverse. I'll start with reviews. I'll say best smart vacuum cleaner and then see what's recommended and seeing what's on sale that is recommended. Just make sure you don't buy a bunch of cheap stuff just because it's on sale is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I have. All right, sweet. So Black Friday to email us at podcast at iPhoneLife.com and let us know what you're splurging on this Black Friday. Yeah, let us know if you got any particularly exciting deals. Yeah. Uh, and don't and forget our deal, your lifetime subscription, iPhoneLife.com slash lifetime offer. Yeah. And back to remember our first question to Thanksgiving apps or tech you're using to make your Thanksgiving awesome. Um, that wraps up our this episode of the iPhone Life podcast. Yes. And if you're an insider, stick around. We've got some bonus content for you. Yes. And I hope you all have a great long weekend and enjoy all of the yummy food and time with family and friends. And happy Thanksgiving. And we are thankful for y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with iPhone Life. Yeah, we really appreciate it.